All right. Are we ready, Spaghetti? Oh, we are ready, Spaghetti. Uh, welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for You. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about whatever we want and we politicize things. And if you know us, you know we always ended up talking about diversity and queer things. And yes, it's not Pride Month, but we're going to do as many gay episodes as we want, okay? So... Today, we are going to be talking about diversity and LGBT representation in the MCU, because again, mm-hmm. we are also Marvel sluts, so sorry <laughs> about it. Um, and I think we're going to, as we were discussing before, we're going to explore this through the framework of the Thor movies, but also in general, we'll be talking about the MCU, a lot of the recent shows and movies, and how they've incorporated diversity and LGBT uh, content. Um, and anyway, I'm excited because mm-hmm. like, I can't, this is like, this is honestly just in some ways more than other episodes. This is just what we talk about. If exactly. you just like at any mo- Carmen before <laughs> the episode started mentioning something else, I was like, put, save it, save it for the episode because this is just <laughs> our regular conversation. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. So we're going to get started. Um, just talking, we are going to talk about movies, but, um, I wanted to talk about one thing that has nothing to do with Marvel because we always segue um, and go really off the rails uh, 99.9% of the time when we 100%. do this podcast. And um, so for anyone who listened to our um, Vampires Are Gay uh, <laughs> episode, um, <laughs> we had a conversation about Interview with a Vampire mm-hmm. and um, how uh, Lestat and who's the other one? Louis. Louis, how they were both, we were like, they're clearly, they're in, there's something going on, but then they never kissed. There's, they never kissed. It was very frustrating, even in our teenagers, to be like, what in the fuck? What is going on? Put your mouth <laughs> on his mouth. <laughs> um, and so they are, it's coming out again with uh, Jacob Anderson, who is uh, Riley Ritchie, who I really love as an artist. And um, the new trailer came out this week, and I was literally laying on my couch, not doing my job. Uh, I took a 10-minute social media break, and um, so I was watching the commercial, and it's Louis talking to the interviewer, and um, and he says uh, he was... He was my lover. Like he said a bunch of things. But He's the like, second I heard he was my a confidant. He was my business partner. He was my yeah. lover. And you're like, oh, girl, <laughs> and what? I, and as I listened to it, I literally screamed and I went, Catherine! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Catherine does not live with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also my windows were all open. So um, I'm sure my neighbors were confused. Um, but I'm very excited because I was like, he said it. We weren't sure. You know, we weren't sure that it was going to go that way, but it happened, and I'm so excited. It happened in the trailer. It was very exciting. (laughs) The thing is, Carmen, yeah, I don't live with her, but she messaged me instantly, and I was like, (laughs) I'm going to go watch. So I immediately (laughs) went and watched it, and I was like, this is wild. But okay, so it's wild for many reasons, because one, that movie seemed, or it's a movie, right? Not a show? Um, The movie- Is it not a show? Oh, it's a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interview the vampire it seems like he it's like less an interview and more a therapy session because he says like um in private we were equals or something like that and then the interviewer is like uh so the classic what did he say like the classic abused um, abused relationship (laughs) where in the dark you're only in the dark you're equals and i was like haha very funny (laughs) 
weird dynamics to it because now it's like a black man and a white man and like the or like the 1920s so it's a little yeah. like well. sus on those levels but the one thing i really wanted to talk about was the fact that they're lovers but as i told everybody who doesn't <laughs> know from the books in the Anne rice books vampires can't get boners yeah they cannot get boners so are they going to get boners this is very important by the way very very <laughs> important are they going to be able to have sexy times in the show or is it just going to be a lot of like kissing or something because the point of it was just the fact that maybe like, they the don't... blood sucking is the erotic that's i mean part of it. that's the thing it's like the blood sucking is supposed but the thing is the blood sucking being the erotic thing was the substitute for the sex yeah in the novels so if they had no reason to kiss because they're not going to get horny but because he said lover i think we're gonna have boners in this show which is twilight that shit up (laughs) twilight it up because edward cullen's made of stone or whatever the hell he's made of and he gets a boner with his and he impregnates a woman with his 100 year old ashy semen so (laughs) if he can do it louis and lestat certainly can a hundred percent um yeah, I mean, what's, you know, what is worse? A plantation owner mm. whose first victim is this, in the enslaved person he owns. Yes. Or an interracial weird um, power dynamic relationship. That's very true. It's true. <laughs> like, because people are like, like people are like, this is a weird racial dynamic. And I'm like, he opens the other one with, I was the master of a large plantation. Plantation. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> Louis is a a, plata- a slave owner, so I mean, might as well make him black and have this weird relationship with this very very white man because the way they have him, he's like pale, but like yeah. pale, pale, pale because he's a vampire. Yeah, and like I'm blonde and I want to see things. some 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 evil vampire um, boners in this. I yeah. want I want it. I'm also very glad that they're the girl that was played by. Um, Kristen Dunst is mm-hmm. um, also a little bit more also like a black yeah. girl, I think, and also slightly more age appropriate from what it seems. Well, I mean, I, yes, but at the same time, I like that. Like, like that is one of this. Now we are so far off Marvel. Anyone is like <laughs> off. They turned it off. Um, but Kristen Dunst's performance is like one of the best performances, and she's even aged up from that because in the book she's yeah, like six, true. and in the movie she's like twelve. What? And then oh. in this version she's like sixteen. Well, they were like Hollywood keeps being like, we're so sorry about the pedophilia. We're so like, we're not gonna. Anyway, 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 anyway. Anywho, anywho. On speaking that of which. note, speaking of boners. So, <laughs> what, I was watching um, the first Avengers movie, and I think, like, if I am not mistaken, the only person of color is Sam Jackson. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was Sam not. J- it's not even yeah. like Brody shows up or anything. It's just right. Oh my wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's start there. All right. Let's start with the MCU. <laughs> let's start with the early days of the MCU. We have like Thor one coming out. It is the whitest, straightest version of Thor we have ever, ever get. seen. Because everybody in Asgard, well, except for Heimdall, is mm-hmm. white, and mm-hmm. even Heimdall is canonically his name is Heimdall the White so like 
whatever. <laughs> um, so we have this like version of the MCU with these Thor movies with Chris, even Chris Hemsworth is whiter than he is in other movies because he has yeah. the blonde eyebrows and the, oh, yeah. the bleach blonde hair. Yeah. And we have this version of the, the story that is just like, I guess comic book accurate for the most part, but it's just so incredibly sterile and it's so incredibly boring. (laughs) And there are no queer, there are no queer characters in the MCU at this point, at least not canonically. Cause like, I think Thor technically is, but never in the movies. Loki is. Loki definitely is as well. For sure. But not in the movies. Not in the movies. And then eventually he becomes, they, they, they say he's like, well, they didn't even say he's bisexual or like, I had this dalliance with a man. He just has this vague, kind of weak statement in the Loki move, Loki show later on yeah. where he's like, oh, is it, you like a prince or a princess? And he says, oh, a bit of both. And yeah. And just like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's, that's all, all we're going to get. That's yeah. all we're going to get. Um, Matter of fact, I feel like we should like start this off by like going through the list of the current LGBT characters yeah. that they have. Yeah. Okay. So canonically, mm-hmm. we have the grieving man, which is what his name is. It's the oh. cameo. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this in our cameo gay in- episode, yes. Yeah, Captain America. Um, no, it's in Endgame. Uh, Endgame. Endgame. Joe Russo, the director, or one of the directors, shows up as quote-unquote grieving man, saying that he went on a date with, date a, man. with a man. And here we have it, what you've been waiting for, the first gay character in the MCU. <laughs> like, let's have an applause break. Isn't that so magnificent? Like, I can't believe they gave us this. Awful. Grieving man with no name, who has one line, and it's the director, so you know that means it's progressive. So, like, <laughs> And then, in terms of things that are actually canonically queer, you have Loki, with that really pathetic bit of both statement that yeah. he makes in the Loki show so then you have Loki being canonically um, queer and I guess Sylvie as well yeah right? mm-hmm. and then let's fast forward like a decade or no no <laughs> we actually already have fast forward a decade we have the, the grieving man and then we have this mm-hmm. we have Valkyrie who I'm not yeah. even counting for Thor Ragnarok I'm counting no. exclusively for Love and Thunder Thor Love and Thunder mm-hmm. we have Korg um and we have America Chavez. Oh yes, well, America not... Chavez. Yeah. Um. Oh, we have Fastos in the Eternals. Oh yes, yes. And yes, his yes, husband. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's it. Unreal. Other than America Chavez's two moms and Korg's husband Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> which is what we're calling. Him. Yeah. <laughs> um. I find it interesting because when I was, I was just kind of, I I put on Marvel movies just when I'm eating or whatever, just to have on in the background as Mm -hmm. one does. And um, when I was watching um, the first Avengers, I was like, truly not a, not a single, not a single one. Not a single one. And apparently only one black person. Yeah. And then I was thinking like, so obviously Rhodey is in the um, Iron Man movies or whatever, mm-hmm. but again Thor, who? So so basically the last few movies have been one racialized person, mm-hmm. 
per movie. So yes. Idris Elba was the one for Thor. Yes. Um, Thor Rody 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Rhodey is the, the one for the uh, Iron Man movies. Yes. Yeah. Captain America has... Well, the first movie he had a... a oh, an Asian guy. friend and a black friend. Yes. Ooh. How progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the 40s, how modern. Um, <laughs> and then after that, he has one black friend in the second Captain America movie. Yeah, slash a uh, new boyfriend. Yeah. So... And that's basically the pattern that goes on. One or two black people and maybe an Asian person on occasion, because we have like yeah. Wong show up in uh, God the Doctor Strange films. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's all that they've managed to do. And then, like, very recently, they have this explosion of people of color. Um, and even then, it's not like it's a lot. It's just, like, no. five or six instead of one or two. Mm-hmm. And people have been losing their minds. And I don't mean in the good way of, like, no. how exciting. We're so elated. People, I mean, We are losing people. our minds in that way. We, yeah. as brown and black people, are. And then it's the white people who are like, how dare you have more than one person of color per movie how it's am i supposed realistic. to concentrate it's just not realistic <laughs> have you ever uh, seen a black person walking down the street not me so you know. <laughs> i mean we do have to thank black panther because black panther basically went um it was like you know what we're just gonna everyone's gonna be black minus martin freeman for and some Gollum. reason yeah yeah oh yes well Yes, he is. He is the needed white man as the white South African. So, or as I like to call them, displaced white people. Anyway, um, so that was good. And then they were like, oh, wait, we can do this, which we've discussed this in other episodes, how that happened. But Thor is a level of white that is truly stunning. It is the first and second one. It's really, it's really wild. Oh, no, we forgot Hogan, who is the Asian character who doesn't say anything. Oh. In the Thor movies. Oh, we are we are so sorry. There's one again. There's yeah. one black man and one Asian, <laughs> one Asian man, man. <laughs> who live in a world of only white people, and they just yeah are there. Yeah, and um, I noticed that the extras in kind of Thor three and four mm-hmm. have way more people of color, and oh, I would exponentially more. Yeah. And I would just like to say that this is 100% Taika Waititi's doing. Yeah. That man is a gem. He is funny. And also, for anybody who doesn't like his Thor movies, how dare you? How dare you? What is wrong with you? Anyways, joyless human beings. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, the thing about Taika Waititi, I mean... We're going to, I guess, get further into Thor movies, but, like, I'm always reticent about glorifying people now. I'm like, oh, I love him. I don't want to find out anything. <laughs> please like, don't. Like, like, please, please don't. Please, I would be shattered if Taika Waititi turned out to be terrible for some reason. I mean, he I'm found just... Out. I'm just hoping that... Shattering. Shattering. You know, he doesn't have the same entitlement that his white counterparts do in Hollywood. So yeah. I'm hoping that leads to better behavior. Yeah. Um... And notice we didn't even mention Thor the Dark World because in Thor the Dark World, they come to Earth and they have dark elves and there's still no black people. Those no, dark elves are white. They're white. <laughs> they're white. <laughs> Except for like one. One is like midnight black. And um, then the rest are... like Senior Chang from Community like in the, in the blackface. Yeah. That's what he looks like. And then that everything else is just incredibly black people. 
It's it's uh, what's his face? It's a uh, Doctor Who. It's uh, Christopher it's, Eccleston. Yeah, it's Doctor right? Who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of all movies to be in, sir. Like you have to pick the worst one. Thor number two, Thor: The Dark World, is one of, in my opinion, is the worst Marvel movie I've seen. I, I think it, it. I like we watched the Eternals, and I was so I was falling asleep. I get it. The Eternals is bad, but Thor two, I can't finish. Oh wow! I would much rather Thor two or the Eternals. The Eternals is so boring, long. Carmen. So it long. was. A nap is what it was. It was not a, an enjoyable experience. That's true. Yeah. But. And then we get to Thor 3. So angry. Is, oh, yeah. Which is a dream. Thor yeah. 3, going from, first of all, I remember thinking, man, I don't know how they're even going to make more Thor movies because it's not been great. It's not been a great experience for him. Yeah. It was, it was bad. And I think that's also one of the reasons why Thor Ragnarok did so well is because, can you imagine, like, going from, I feel like people don't realize, like, with all the hype that was behind Thor Love and Thunder, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, this is going to be the greatest MCU movie of all time. When mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok came out, everyone was like, I guess I'll see Thor. I feel like <laughs> yeah, I, we were... ha- I guess. Yeah. I have to. Because <laughs> Thor 1 and 2 were just true trash. And I mean, I think I did have a little bit of hope because even at the time, I think I, I'd seen What We Do in the Shadows. So I'd like yeah, knew about Taika Waititi. So I was like, oh, maybe this will be interesting. But I was like, but it is also Thor. So it's yeah. probably going to be bad. And then you see Thor Ragnarok and it's this explosion of literal color because the color palette of that movie is like 10 times more interesting than yeah. any other MCU movie. But mm-hmm. then you just have all these like different interesting characters of color and all this weird not weird all this nice queer subtext going on Mm -hmm. in that movie because like so you have tessa thompson (laughs) you have tessa thompson who is you know Mm -hmm. beautiful and wonderful she's my big headed queen i love her she's amazing she's a huge head by the way have you noticed no but now i will not be able to not notice it's so big on her body it's it's enormous and i love her (laughs) um (laughs) so we have her being wonderful and then we have all this stuff where like Jeff Goldblum's character, who is clearly some like omnisexual oh, um, 100%. being who wants to have sex with everybody, and it's very heavily implied in that movie that Loki did some sort of something with yeah, him yeah, yeah. to get his position, because all he says is like, "You don't know what I had to do to do that to get this position. You don't know how you <laughs> have to do." And then like, there's a scene where Jeff Goldblum comes out of like like backs him into a corner off screen. Do you recall? Yeah. There's yeah. a moment where he like puts his finger on his lips and like pushes him into a corner. <laughs> And I was like, and the fanboys are not, under, they, I don't even know if they saw it. It was like, it, they, so like they didn't register it, but there's all these like nice queer undertones. Um, and it suddenly gets everybody like very excited about mm-hmm. the queerness in the MCU and like, oh, maybe like when we give this guy like another film, it's going to be way gayer. And then they do. And, and it is. It is. It is. But, and so... Thor Love and Thunder, who, for those who have not seen it, truly, do you want to get into it? Yeah. I know that people had some thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it because I went in thinking I was going to be stressed. And yeah. I had, I've laughed so hard at mm-hmm. <laughs> so many parts. And also Tessa Thompson's character, Valkyrie, just being able to be like, yeah, my girlfriend Yes, not died. instead of it being an implication, it's no. just like, no, no, my girlfriend died. Friend. Yeah. And she being... kisses that random Greek maiden on the on the yeah. wrist. Yeah. And then um, 
Korg uh, ending up with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, as mm-hmm. we like to say. Zeus Hilarious. is surrounded by beautiful boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, um, as, and it, which makes sense. We'll not you know? stop talking about the orgy, which honestly, to me, might <laughs> be brand. the most scandalous thing in uh, yeah. MCU movie. Imagine having to explain <laughs> to your child what an orgy is. Oh, that would not have been. I feel like more than anything in any of the MCU movies, having a main <laughs> character consistently and repetitively bring up an orgy that he wants to have. Wh- what are you saying to your five-year-old? <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's a party for adults. <laughs> it's a party for adults. He just wants a party where no one wears shoes. Um <laughs> So good. I mean, I know that there were things that were missing mm-hmm. from it. Uh, just from a storyline standpoint, I would have liked Christian Bale to be a little bit more explored as a character. Because mm-hmm. he seemed really evil and they didn't really get to it as much as I would have liked. Because um, when you're killing a bunch of gods, I would have liked to have seen that on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get that there's stuff that's missing, but... The gayness of this movie is so magical. Yeah. Even between, even in the first like 10 minutes between um, uh, Chris, Chris Pratt and... Uh, Chris Pratt? Yes. Chris, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Rat. 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 Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Thor. Um, like at the, at the beginning of the movie when they're kind of introducing Thor's, uh, you know, uh, eat, pray, loving his way he through really life. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super gay and I loved it. It seems like <laughs> Thor thinks that he is dating Chris Pratt um, yeah. and is breaking up with him. And for mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, he's like, I don't understand. What are your, he just like leaves. He's yeah. like, this is one-sided <laughs> entirely. But the narrative definitely is saying that Thor thinks that something else is going on between them. Even small things like when Thor and um, Natalie Portman, I, I like how we're not calling him Chris Hemsworth. When Thor no. and Natalie Portman <laughs> are, are standing on that boat in space and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. those dolphins, they mate for life in pods of six. Even things like that. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> random, like polyamorous space dolphins are in this movie. So um, good. Which is one of those things where it's like, I want to bring up the, the idea that this movie is both extremely queer, but also like in no way queer enough. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it's like, it's it's queer in a way where it's baked into the general vibe of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for queer people, you watch it and you're like, this feel, not even just the, all the different little mentions, it just like mm-hmm. feels much gayer. Mm-hmm. But then... You have to remember, like, the lens that these um, straight fanboys watch things through. Mm -hmm. And to them, they could go on, like, two bathroom breaks, and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't have even known that there was any gayness in it. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the point is with these movies, because what we do in the shadows, and even, like, Hunt for the the Wilder People, Wilder People, Mm -hmm. which is the other Taika Waititi movie that I love so so very much um even jojo rabbit actually you know what taika waititi loves making people gay in his movies because jojo rabbit our flag I... means death that show that everyone's losing their minds over which yeah. is very good Let's see um but i think with marvel it's like they want to balance between being progressive and like not making the fanboys uncomfortable 
And making money in, like, places that oh, yeah. are homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, because if they can't show it, then, then... They're very upset about it. And then they make no money. So at the end of the day, we do remember that these companies are companies. They are multinational corporations known as mm-hmm. Disney, which is probably the biggest <laughs> multinational again disney has the largest armada behind like a country like because yeah. <laughs> and, and larger than some countries because they um, have just so many cruise ships it's fucking nuts um so obviously they are a company so they go based on like what makes them money and obviously mm-hmm. domestically like in north america or kind of like in the u.s and stuff they would make a lot of money from being more progressive but it doesn't change the fact that the five seconds that America Chavez had um, two moms in, you know, Doctor Strange uh, was cut out so that they could show it in other countries. Yeah. Or it was just banned. They had, all the moments are so small that you could cut them out of the film. Yeah. And And usually they do. And it's intentional. And it's intentional. It's entirely intentional. Um, I was thinking, because the thing about America Chavez is America Chavez is also a queer character. Mm-hmm. She, but and like it's there's this weird fine line between characters who are in the comics queer mm-hmm. that we know are queer, mm-hmm. um, and then they show up in the movie and they're not hinted at being queer at all. But like with no. America Chavez, at the very least, she has like a little like pride pin on at all times. Yeah, yeah. she's wearing that on yeah. her jacket. So in that way, I almost feel like she counts. But I feel like there are fanboys who would just not even see her pin. Or not just fanboys, just people who would see this movie, not see her pin, and not be like, oh, that character's a lesbian. Yeah. From a planet of lesbians or wherever she's from. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's just so disappointing because, like, there's often so much... um, It's not even... I mean, it is in some ways queer baiting, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, a different kind of queer baiting, which, for those who don't know, queer baiting is a term that basically means, like... When there is intentional subtext or intentional um, like storytelling choices that make you think that mm-hmm. there's something gonna happen that's gonna be some kind of, something LGBT just happened to me, you're gonna think mm-hmm. that it's gonna happen, um, and then it, nothing happens, and it's very easy for the creators to dismiss. Or similarly, when those things exist in the media, and then the like actors or the um, people around it intentionally make you think there might be. Mm-hmm. And just to get you to go see the movie. So that's and what we did. We is. talked about this in our queer characters episode about mm-hmm. the intense amount of queer baiting in different, in different. Oh my god! Yes, did TV shows. So please go listen to that if you have. Yes, not. please do. But I think there's like a different kind of. We need a new term for it. Where it's like maybe like queer. Maybe it already exists, like queer washing or something. Like pink washing. Car- it's pink called washing. pink washing. It is called pink washing. Okay. But just like when there are things that like I will pick up or you will pick up yeah. and not even romantic subtext things, but just like gay things that you will pick up <laughs> and that everyone else can ignore, like America Chavez's pride pin or in the recent um, season of Stranger Things when Will shows up <laughs> and he has a fucking poster for a project he's doing on Alan Turing. <laughs> And I saw that and I said, oh, he's gay. And then like, it, was, it was so, I was like, oh, they confirmed it. Like to me. This is basically part two of our queer baiting episode. Yeah, this is basically. just part two. But part it's two. Thor specific. Thor specific. But like to me, when I saw the Alan Turing poster, I was like, oh, he's confirmed gay. Like that's all <laughs> I require for the character to be confirmed gay. But for like a character to be confirmed queer at large, they need to have so many, they have to like 
have a relationship Mm -hmm. or like say it out loud or kiss somebody in like a very specific like way like even a kiss on the cheek can be misinterpreted quote unquote and people will not take yeah and i think with the pink washing i mean the pink washing is also kind of how they do like all of these like black characters and like brown characters i mean what brown characters really Mm. we just got some we just got what who kamala khan and And her family um, (laughs) And her family, and then um, Oscar Isaac, who, much like me, is barely, barely a brown. (laughs) So, um... Easily confused for a dark white. Yeah, easily confused for a dark white. Although, I mean, this is a side note, but I literally have never thought in my life that you look white, Carmen. Thank Um, the Lord for that. But, like... Somebody asked me if I was French recently. Actually, this week, somebody at my work asked me if I was French. I know! And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) You gotta start wearing Mexican, like, flags. Yeah, yeah. My black colleague was like, she's not French. She's not French. <laughs> and she was like, I had to I had to save you from that. And I said, thank you. It was this horrifying experience. French? That's an insult. Anyways, sorry to any French speakers. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so we're just getting brown people. I actually read this thing. So I saw it on Twitter a while back, and I had saved it because I thought it was so interesting. And so basically, um, this magazine had, or this um, website had created this, um, had I don't know, this report or whatever on Miss Marvel and said, Miss Marvel has the lowest viewership in the first five days of any MCU series on Disney+. Plus. So, uh, so far. Um, and then... And it because it only had seven hundred seventy five thousand U S households had watched it, mm-hmm. and it said, however, it reportedly has a higher rate of younger viewers and Black, Hispanic, and Asian households than any other MCU shows. And then so somebody commented and said, so in short, white people are not supporting non white centered stories. It's really all that comes like down that's to. what it is because what you're telling me is like Black people, Brown people, and Asian people were watching it, and young yeah. like kids were watching it. But still one of the lowest rated yeah. because the, white the whites were not, were not having it. it. And it's, oh, it's so absurd. Like, the thing is, it's because, like, because the, you know what is extra annoying about the Kamala Khan thing and, um, is the fact that this is the kind of thing where they'll be like, oh, like, make your own character or whatever. And so people, they do. They make mm-hmm. their own character. That character gets a show. And they still don't support it. Because I feel like a lot of times the white fanboys will be mm-hmm. mad. They'll be like, why'd they make this character black? Why is this character now black when he was white in the comics? This is dumb. I'm not supporting it. Like, make your own stuff. And then when people make their own stuff, they're like, well, I, I also don't want to watch that either. Actually, sorry. The real problem is that I'm racist. It's not yeah. that I care about the character. It's not no. that I care about the character being, like, um, changed or or whatever i know they just don't want to see us the negress like i don't like them um that's really all that it comes down to i don't like the browns i don't don't like like the the blacks i don't like the blacks i don't like the asians i don't like them please don't take this out of context (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine clip this out clip this out clip this out yeah this is gonna be if somebody uh, wants to dox us they're just gonna gonna be a clip i use for instagram (laughs) <laughs> you take it down for hate speech oh my Ooh. god but anyway. um, i mean that would happen but no that's essentially i'm, I'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> great Catherine, get us banned <laughs> no but that's essentially what it is um for the shows because i have recommended i think i have recommended miss marvel to more people than i can count and it's mm-hmm. almost exclusively racialized yeah 
people that I, I haven't like I haven't told any white people like I don't look at white people and go like hmm <laughs> not to say that they wouldn't like it I think they would but generally speaking I like even I was having a conversation with a colleague um a couple days ago and I was like do you like Marvel because like they were new and you know I don't really know how to talk to people um so I was like let's find a common interest here and so <laughs> she was like no uh, and she's like she's a racialized woman and she's like I don't like Marvel really and she's like I just don't like like male-centered stories necessarily or she's like I just like she's like I don't like this whole idea of like the male superhero I find mm-hmm. it really boring after a while she's yep, like I watched yep. the first few but after that I just was like it's another dude with too many <laughs> like powers mm-hmm. um and so I was like well have you watched Miss Marvel and she said no and I was like I highly recommend it because it's it's like a girl she's a teenager it's like a completely different vibe I'm like it's a completely different feeling and it's nice and the real villain is the British Empire and uh, that's what matters. And so she's like, Oh, actually I'll, I'll take a look. Um, and so I like that they're changing the stories, but obviously it's a bit of, um, it's one of those like <sighs> steep hills that we need to climb mm-hmm. for people to take us seriously because unfortunately within race, just as, just as it is with like sexuality and, and even gender, when we are doing these things, it takes one shitty shitty like I guess like opening opening weekend or like Mm -hmm. you know one canceled show for us to never get (laughs) like anything again anything again and that's what people don't understand like the Eternals had all sorts of different people of different races and different whatever um but the main people that they advertised I feel in those movies were Angelina Jolie who's white and the dude from Game of Thrones who was Icarus also who flew into the sun? Yeah. Icarus who fucking flew in. Oh I my couldn't God. believe that that happened. <laughs> we were both so insulted. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I still feel like, um, yeah, it just takes kind of, it's one of those things where we all, we're all kind of hanging on to this idea of, especially in media, it takes one canceled thing for it to not work. And the thing is like, the the bat the new like Batgirl movie isn't even yeah. coming out like it's not even coming out, and I think Batgirl was Latina like I yeah think... it was uh, your daughter is always Saldana. Fuck off. Was it not? Was it not her? <laughs> no, no, it's like a young, young, young. Oh, Latina. I think she's in it. Maybe I I'm think not. she might be in it. I just okay. don't. You know, I avoid thinking about her as a human. Um, and then um, <laughs> and then um. So, like, Batgirl is canceled, and there's, like, a bunch of Latino shows that have been canceled here and there, and, you know, like, and, and, like, different things that don't get picked up. So, I know this year, what, so, Catherine and I could talk about this, but we really love Nicole Byer. We think she's amazing, and, and, and the best, uh, one of the best people, I think, on TV and in podcasts, and uh, her show, Grand Crew, I was, I was like, if this, this show's not going to get a second season, not because I didn't think it was good, but mm-hmm. I was like, it's an all-black cast. Like, I, I'm scared. <laughs> like, I'm scared for them. And then it got, that and Abbott Elementary got a second season. But then a bunch of other shows that are, like, black and brown folks just all got canceled. Yeah. So it's one of those things where they're, like, people get, like, they're, like, oh, my God, things are changing. There's, like, 20 shows about us. And then only, like, one gets picked up for a second season. Yeah. Whereas I'm pretty sure there are some shows that are predominantly white. 
Why How do we is, need 17,000 seasons of 13 Reasons Why? How was Supernatural on for 15 years? What's happening? Supernatural, I've said this before, <laughs> I'll say it again. It is the, it is literally the, the textbook example of white male mediocrity. <laughs> it is absurd at how white male mediocrity made that 15 seasons 15 of a television seasons. show. That should have ended when the cre- the original creator intended its end after five, and it really should have. It really <laughs> outstayed its welcome. It really stretched what it was, and it has the funniest finale of any show that, that ever has been. <laughs> uh, I think I, I what was yeah, it the we New talked Year about episode. This. It was like the yeah. New Year episode from the end of last year, I think. That I, if you want like a twenty minute <laughs> summary of the supernatural <laughs> finale, it's that one. Um, but it was on for that long, and it's just like. There's no, it has no business being on for that long. I'm going to say this again. 13 Reasons Why does not need more than one season. No. No. And yet here we are. (laughs) Even think about like the the shows that get canceled on Netflix or or whatever that you're just like, what? Oh, that one was really good. Oh, no. Never mind. Okay, okay, okay. And then just some like random show that you'd never heard. What was that show? It was like called Hemlock Grove. I feel like it got like three seasons. Yeah, like, and you're like, no Why? one's watching this. Who is watching this? <laughs> Who's watching this? <laughs> and like, it's it's wild. I don't like it. The fact that I've I've seen the Flash show. Yeah. Horrid. Well, I mean, it has black people in it. Yes, but it's campy as shit. It is campy as shit. And to the point where I can't watch it. Which Honestly, I think really that one is actually maybe the opposite example. It's an exception because they made um, the like tech genius, oh, yeah. like a Latino character. And then um, his girlfriend, his or whatever. girlfriend and slash father, sister, husband, daughter, wife is they're <laughs> They're both black. Right. So yeah. he has a black family, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> and, and all black, all half black children. So thank God. But anyway, um, but anyway, but like that was kept on. I think that, that was kept on the air because it was like a superhero show. Like think about like Supergirl or whatever. You know anyone who watches terrible? No. I've never seen it not a once in my life. I have. <laughs> I have fought through. I think at this point four seasons of Gotham. Girl. Four whole ass seasons. I'm dying. Jada left when she needed to leave. <laughs> like. Why are you watching that? I'm just trying to get through it, Catherine. I was like, I started it. It's like it's like Clone Wars. I started you know, it. Carmen has a problem. If you start <laughs> something, she's finishing it. Okay, <laughs> like, for reasons okay. unknown. <sighs> it's so awful. Anyway, um, but with Thor, I think the thing is, I think when Thor Ragnarok came out, when we were starving for a good Thor story, yeah, first thing. I think the second thing was that the the third Thor movie really to me had such We've talked about this before. It had such good anti-colonial slash colonialism subtext. It did, absolutely. And at that time on Marvel, nothing was ever said explicitly. Like, it wasn't like um, Winter... What is it? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, where they're like, oh, no, but the government did... Experiments on, me. on experiments on black people, like like yeah. <laughs> like very explicitly, very explicitly in your in your face. Um, but at the time that wasn't happening, and so I think we have very low bars. I think for as Marvel. viewers for Marvel, but just for media in general, because we're like, yes, give me representation, 
mm-hmm. even if it is purely through subtext, even if my idea of anything related to abolition is um, the line in Thor Ragnarok that's, um, you know, don't say don't say that that word, and she's like computers or whatever or whatever. Yeah, he, yeah he, she, she mean he, the slaves, the slaves. Yeah, and he's like, I don't like that word. Don't say that word, and she's like. <laughs> The prisoners with jobs. With jobs. <laughs> um, it's still my favorite line of all time. Um, uh, my but... favorite line in Thor Ragnarok <laughs> is, where do you think all this gold came from? When, she, yeah. when Hela is <laughs> when, talking about yeah. like basically the colonialist era of Asgard. And she's like, where do you think all this gold came from? Yeah. Like, 100%. Standing, o, any, standing ovation. Anybody, anybody who, who um, is at the... Uh, shit end of the stick when it comes to colonialism here's that and it's like is everybody else listening right are y'all listening because this is this is for you this is for you (laughs) in the back um and so um that's really good but my concern is that we have really low standards so we were Mm -hmm. so excited and then um thor love and thunder came out and it was like really beautiful i like i like thor love and thunder because i think it has like a nice like grief and kind of redemption stuff going oh, on. I, I love it. that movie. Yeah. I love that movie so much. One, because it's hilarious. Two, because when, it's When Thor explicit. flies away on, <laughs> on, the- on Stormbreaker like a witch, <laughs> I think it happens like in the first five minutes of the movie and it honestly kill, it killed me. <laughs> so much so that like when we I went and saw it the second time, which was with Carmen, I was like, there's a moment at the beginning that like I ascended and she was like, okay. And I was like, it was that, it was, this. it made me lose my mind. So good. So good. And, uh, to be honest, I, when I went home that day, I was walking to my house from the train and I just thought about it and started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this is so good. Um, and the thing is, I think Taika Waititi, obviously as a director, I think he tries to be as principled as possible. He is very, Mm-hmm. I mean, he's indigenous as fuck, as his t-shirt does say um, yes. in that thing that he posted. Um, and we know kind of the work that he can do and the people that he works with because we've seen Reservation Dogs, um, yes. which is on Disney Plus and or FX or Hulu, I think, in the U.S. Um, Reservation Dogs. If you put Reservation Dogs against, like, Thor, it has obviously the same kind of, like, inappropriate humor. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like obviously way more indigenous, whereas obviously Thor can't be like that because it's Thor and also it's Marvel. But yeah. I think now that they gave him a little bit more of the reins, like we saw because there's a scene with the gods in the uh, all the gods hanging yes, out together. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And then there were several non-white gods there. several indigenous gods. I saw there was one that was clearly like Maori, which he mm-hmm. is, and then I saw some very much Aztec ones I saw. Aztec. So. Well, even he would, like, Thor, Thor, yeah. Thor, Thor in this movie says maybe we can get Quetzalcoatl to come blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, <laughs> it was so good. Oh, my God. Uh, it was good. Um, and so we see that, and even in Thor Ragnarok, kind of the idea of, like, home isn't a place, it's a people. Yes. Um, it's like a very um, anti-colonial kind of sentiment. So I thought that was really good. Um, but then I'm just like, but then I'm, so it's nice and it's beautiful to see. And it's nice to know that like my nephews will have some semblance of like representation here or there. And now that um, the Black Panther movie is coming out, mm-hmm. um, the new one, um, 
Wakanda forever. And obviously, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, just I, did just did a, I just did a Wakanda forever over the Zoom. Cross um, my arms over my heart. So, I mean, I think it's going to take a lot more to get the representation that we want. Mm -hmm. Um, And because at this point it is scraps. And even as racialized people and as queer people, sometimes the bar is so low. Like if you hear, sometimes I've had to catch myself and it's it's really nice. It's been the white people who have told me this. Um, Mm -hmm. Like my amazing uh, white friends who kick ass and keep me accountable in a lot of ways. And I've been like, oh my God, like I saw this guy and he was like, fuck racism and stuff. And they're like, to be clear, Carmen, that is like, the bare minimum. Yeah. If I'm talking about like celebrities and stuff, they're like, that is like bare bones. Yeah, Fuck bare racism bones. is like the basement. <laughs> like we need Truly, to- it really is. It's like the way everyone, remember when um, the thing happened with Obi-Wan Kenobi and everyone was being racist to um, Moses Ingram? <sighs> yeah. Um, and I'm so then, livid. I was so <laughs> livid. You and McGregor is just like, uh, racism's bad. And everyone's like, it's just like the whole issue. Ovation. <laughs> Whereas I'm just sitting there. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. so oh my god! Wow. Losing their minds. I was like, whereas I'm just like, the this fandom fucking sucks. <laughs> the fact that like uh, for like a Star Wars show to have the Star Wars like what official Twitter and then for you yeah. and McGregor to both say racism is bad, it was almost everyone was like, maybe there is hope in the world, and I was like. Racism is bad as the floor. Racism <laughs> it is, bad is the basement. <laughs> so bad. But that's the thing. I think we expect very little, or we're so elated to see any sort of like representation at all that like literally Catherine and I have had these conversations with many a straight man where we're like, those two are definitely gay. Yes. And they're like, no, no, I don't see it. And sometimes I'm like, you're clearly blind. But then the other part of me is like, no, it's it's engineered that way by the movies so that Mm -hmm. straight men and straight women who are terrible um but just all of them all of them in general um as well as white people um don't have to feel uncomfortable hence for the unnecessary need of martin freeman (laughs) the black panther movies one and two we already agreed we have already seen that you can have a full black cast and you do not like white people are still gonna go watch it who's clamoring for that who wanted like okay the Sherlock I'm... fans? Because you know there's a whole so there's a whole thing where I think I mean it's I think it's died down, but like anytime Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman are even in the same like universe in oh. Italy, people will ship them. There are people who ship that TSA agent or whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange because they exist in the MCU together. Fuck that. And also, people- like, it, uh, to this day, it drives me nuts. People that I'm like, he's the one white man. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's I can't stand people. I can't stand people. I hate being a nerd. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate I hate it. <laughs> Well, these are our people. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The world is burning. It's fine. Um, the fact that, like, like that. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that we feel the need to have Martin Freeman in the black pit. He doesn't need to be there. He's a CIA agent. He's obsolete 
like like your weapons and the Dora Milaje alone are all you need. You don't need anything don't need else. else. They're nothing. And I said it. I said it every single time I we've talked. Every single time we talk about it, I'm like, why was it not Giancarlo Esposito? I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, like what? What is happening? Anyway, the point is, is that now the movie's coming out, and I know, I in my heart of hearts know that when they chose Namor, they knew mm. Ryan Coogler knows what he's doing. Yeah. This is not like an, oh, he's just this, like, Tenoch Huerta is a great actor. I'm sure he is. He's also fucking gorgeous. But, yeah, he's very handsome. but, but, Ryan Coogler chose him for a reason. He is dark-skinned Latino. He's not like an off-white. Mm-hmm. He's not a the shade of aged parchment um, or blonde, as a lot of telenovelas like to do. Um, and all of You're the actors- You're not going to go blonde, Carmen? <laughs> Never. If I do, please kill me. Um, all of the actors are indigenous. They're mm-hmm. either Mayan or a, like a, or I think they're Mayan. Oh, really, or I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah. So all of the Atlant, uh, the um, main Atlanteans, Atlanteans are um, indigenous, and they're like all like from Central America and and Mexico. So I was like, oh shit. I feel you like know? we found a franchise to cosplay for now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be great. Um, and so the fact that we're only like the fact that the only time we don't get scraps is Black Panther. It's true. <laughs> and and, and the only time we get anything is when it's a, a director of color. It's Taika Waititi and Ryan, yeah. Ryan Coogler. Yeah. And that's it really, right? And whoever, There's and nobody the, else, right? Uh, the, the directors for, well, obviously Miss Marvel now because the directors yes, were Marvel. South Asian. Um, yeah, and so that's the only time we get anything that's not just scraps. And the only time a woman directed it was Black Eternal. Widow? No, Eternals. Eternals. Did a woman direct Black Widow? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe. Maybe. Also, Black Widow had like one person, two people of color, maybe. Yeah. So. Um, yes, it was a woman. So yeah, okay. so the only time, and even then, yeah, it's still scraps. But like, think about Black Widow, just as a side note, is that like, it really does have white woman representation better than any <laughs> other um, yeah. MCU movie. Exactly. Which is wild. And I also... What was it? I was reading this... Was it you who was telling me this? Or was this thing that people were complaining about? Oh, it was the Newcomers podcast with Nicole Byer. And they were talking about how uncomfortable it made them that... Um, Scarlett Johan, like Black Widow said that she was, when she said she was sterilized or whatever, and she said that she was yes. a monster. And they're mm-hmm. like, why are you, no, like, why is that the sentiment that she was, she's a monster because she can't have kids or whatever, mm-hmm. um, for something that wasn't her fault. Um, and how like problematic that was, which I was like, yeah, that's very it's true. wild. I mean, Joss Whedon, you know, he's a king. Um, but. <laughs> Cisgendered piece of shit king. Anyway. Uh, so I think just to say is that we get to ask for more, we get to want more, and maybe as a form of solidarity, <laughs> we watch as much shit as we can because I am not South Asian, but I'm going to tell you the second last season or the second last episode of Miss Marvel made me cry. <laughs> so. I mean, Miss Marvel, I also think about Miss Marvel is that she's in some ways very much done dirty by having a show because I'm like, you give her these special effects. 
girl. Yeah. But, you know, it was really nice having a show with a character of color, like a young... Like she's just one of us because that's the whole she's point. literally one of us she's like from Brampton um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Markham she's from Markham, Markham. <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> but like yeah no it is it is very nice that like these things are happening but yeah they need to be supported and, yeah, and not just by us also by white people so if any white yeah. people are listening you need to support these shows I, mm-hmm. I mean Black Panther, we're gonna, everyone's gonna <laughs> go watch it it's regardless. True. Ryan Coogler does not make a bad movie and has not made a bad movie. So, no. and um, I mean, and also they might have, because I, I think the character of Io, um, who's one of the Dormelage, yeah, Dormelage is getting, she's young. gonna have a show, I think. A show, but and also that character is con- like a lesbian, I think, canonically. And I think oh. they said that the character she might be with a character played by Michaela Cole in that movie. That is unconfirmed, oh. which would be like the best thing ever. But um, <laughs> only, only the only other thing that could be better is if Michaela Cole was actually playing Storm in in Wakanda mm. Forever. That would be the actual, you know. <laughs> most amazing thing that they could possibly ever do but i mean yeah, they're bringing all the x-men back so so but like that would that's like probably i mean we don't know what the queer representation will be in that movie at all but we know it'll definitely be the blackest movie <laughs> with and the most latino and, and the most latino <laughs> And it's something that, like, of course... Not even Latino, actually, just indigenous. Let's be real. And that's the best part. (laughs) What's nice about it, or what the thing about it is that, like, saying go support that movie is silly, obviously, because everyone's going to see that. But what I think people, instead of just supporting it, need to take away from these movies and these, like, uh, large stories with lots of black people or lots of um, brown people or lots of Asian people, is that, look, this movie is good. And you mm-hmm. can just continue to go on to make more. You don't... Like, like the idea that Mar- they only are seeing this movie because it's a Marvel movie is actually incorrect. Mm-hmm. Like, the best... Um, one of the best... Co- not best comedies in terms of whatever, but I think one of the, the comedies that did the best in the last few years was Girls Trip. And that's all for black women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these things are just good. They mm-hmm. can just be good. And they can make these studios a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um... It's just sort of like a proof that this the quality is out there. And also that like, look, there can be um, properties that are Marvel that do mm-hmm. have lots of characters of colors and queer characters and are terrible. The Eternals. Yeah. But that's just more of a... And it's directed... It's like all of the things. It's like lots it was of characters just color. so poorly. Um, gay and so directed bad. by a, a woman. And mm-hmm. it's horrible. But I'm like, yeah, but like look at anything Zack Snyder has done. <laughs> like there's there is room for having bad art made by these yeah. people as well and we shouldn't judge um all gay things and all um diverse things based off of one yeah. being bad but we know that societally speaking for that us we get like one mistake you know we get like one go at things sometimes and so we really need to at least in media, we can kind of fight against that because, as Catherine mentioned, if Supernatural gets 15 seasons... 15 fucking seasons. We should allow another woman of color to direct another Marvel movie. Yeah. I you mean, know? Oh, well, I mean, oh, yes, yes. It was <clears throat> it was a woman of color who directed that yeah. movie. Yeah, just let, let, let it happen because we had how many... Who directed Thor The Dark World? Back to bring it back to Thor... Who, who directed, directed that pile of Thor garbage? The Dark World. 
Uh, it was not Ava DuVernay. I'm just saying. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. We'll leave it on that note. And what recommendations do you have? What recommendations do I have? I think I shall recommend um, a video game uh, that everybody knows. <laughs> it's called of Zelda course. Breath of the Wild. I've never heard of it. Are you sure it's not indie? That <laughs> no. <laughs> came out in 2017. I think it launched with the Switch and everyone was playing it. Everyone was like, this is the best game ever. So I'm several years late to the party. But guys, <laughs> I just got a Switch. For the first time in my life, I'm playing video games. Like this is very <laughs> exciting for me. This is unprecedented. And I am on my Switch all the time. And I am playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like it's 2017. I'm a newborn gamer. It's very exciting. I have. She has unlocked the new nerd level. <laughs> Listen, I've like level completed. Like I, I unlocked it. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to be whatever. Um, playing video games all the time. And uh, if you have any recommendations, please slide into my DMs and tell me which video games to play. So yeah. I'd love to hear about more cool games for the Switch because I'm going to be spending her money on it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm recommending. Uh, spending $600 on buying a Switch in a video game. <laughs> Boom, baby. I had a great last, a great time. Listen, our retirement plan is the apocalypse, so it's, savings It's wear. not a lot of money. I mean, it is, but it's not like a, a prohibitive amount of money. It'll last you. <laughs> um, I am recommending oh my god season two of indian matchmaking came out on netflix let me tell you okay have you seen season one no Catherine. this show so first of all these people pay fifteen thousand dollars rumored rumored because nobody talks about money fifteen thousand dollars for a matchmaker from india to match them to a potential partner oh and they fly her out to the U.S. So a lot of people in the U.S. are doing this to have like the arranged semi, I guess, arranged marriages where they'll like meet potential partners. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because some of those people you're like, I, I think I think what you need is therapy, my friend. Um, I don't know that a matchmaker is going to fix this. I think no. it's therapy. Um, so that's kind of a big concern. Um but also for me, it's interesting because much like you, I grew up with a mother who was like, please don't get married. There's no point. There's really, you don't need <laughs> yeah. to be doing these things. And so watching a group of people who's like number one goal in life is to get married and have kids so much so that they pay crazy amounts of money to get somebody to find them someone Ooh, that they maybe talk to and like go on dates two or three times. And then they're like engaged, you know, like. Actually, you know what? I want to watch this show. That's right. so interesting to me. And it's I'm not done in a that way on. that's like, it's not done in a way where to me, it, it obviously it's still through the white gaze because so many white people were obviously, and so many people who aren't South Asian were watching it going like, oh my God, an arranged marriage. Um, I think our, if, I think if you want the traditional white picket fence story, you should go for an arranged marriage because I just think the other stuff just doesn't work. So if that's what you're into, why not give it a try? But um it's so fucking fascinating because it's so, so far off from what you and I want. 
It's like a different species. It's like a different land. It's like a different I'm gonna, universe. I'm not even kidding. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. This may be the first time in real time you convinced me to watch something. I'm going I'm to watch this one, actually. Oh, that and they always talk about, you know, they get to talk about what they want and what, like, what they're looking for. So, like, you know, tall, doctor, blah, blah, blah. Fair-skinned comes Ugh. up more than I would like to say. So much so that at the end of the first scene, I was like, if somebody says fair-skinned one more fucking time. And punch someone in the face. No, <laughs> Carmen, you could also face. potentially pass for like some other kind of brown. So if you, someone thought you're Indian, you no, could they get do. On that's the Indian that's, matchmaker. That's they. I they. Well, I could. And then <laughs> drop the bomb of the season, which is I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. <laughs> after the wedding, after you go through everything. <laughs> And then after the, the wedding, absolute bomb. To be honest, I have been asked. You have by my a mom lot. play your mom. Oh, nobody will know. No one will know. No one will know. Um, I have been asked by a lot of uh, South Asian aunties uh, if I would like to date their sons. Say yes, and then get married, and then drop the bomb. And men, actually, creepily enough, also like uncles. <laughs> a Oof. lot of uncles who are like. We're like, oh, you know, you're so beautiful. Are you from North India? And I'm like, I know what that means. <laughs> You're very fair. Yeah. But you look brownish, so. <laughs> Would you like to marry my... No, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I do not like your weird Please racism. It'll be so good. Get married. <laughs> Get married to a rich doctor with a with a, with no prenup or a prenup that gives you everything. Yeah. Under, with, with no whatever, and then drop the bomb that you're Mexican and Catholic. Ugh. But not also like an atheist Catholic. <laughs> so, Maybe then a I'm witch, the devil. who knows. <laughs> Not a vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination. Not having any kids. Yeah. That would be the most insane. You would be the talk of the whole world if you were on a reality show and you did that. (laughs) Yeah, but it would be like Tinder swindler. (laughs) Yes. And then it'd be a documentary about us as Tinder swindling. And because it's obviously an operation where like I have to get my family involved. So you look like you have. You know, when the FBI decides to investigate us, they're going to be like, they like, you know, when that when that like wondery, when that wondery podcast comes out about like, and then they started a cult. (laughs) And it's going to be like, they always had the making. They always had aspirations. (laughs) (laughs) Just like endless clips of our our horrible scheming to swindle people. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you were like, you should make your grief groups a cult. And I was like, I mean, money wise, not incorrect. It's morals wise. There is still time. (laughs) You'll have to convince Kayla. So it's okay. I'll do that. (laughs) All right, folks. Take care. Oh, hang on. Please rate and review our podcast (gasps) on um, iTunes. How do I keep forgetting? Um, I am Spotify. Now you can. And Spotify. Now you can do that there. Mm-hmm. Any friends who've already rated our podcast on iTunes, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we can't rate again." Go to Spotify now, please, friends, <laughs> and then rate us. Yes, and then uh, you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for you most mm-hmm. places on the internet, and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitter, Elon <laughs> Musk's house, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then em. you can find me at the CC Williams anywhere on the internet. What about yes. you? You can find me at Carmen underscore Maria 416 for anything death related or Latino related or cat related, I guess. Yeah. And Catherine also, her things are baking related and cat related. And so. cat related, yeah. And, uh, you know, come scream at us at, about the gayness of the MCU and all the characters you want to see. Listen, every I feel like every time we have anything about superheroes, 
our comment section. So funny. Remember the Batman guy? People lose their <laughs> minds. People lose their minds when we were like, fuck Batman. And it yeah. was just like a bunch of white guys going like, how the fuck dare you? <laughs> that was really good. That was really fun. Oh, it brought me such joy. It brought me such joy. But yet there was this one black guy that was like, yo, for real. Like, he, he's a piece of shit. He's a pig. And I was like, see? Pretty good. Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, like I don't know, man. Do do to loot do. Yeah, do to. You know what you <laughs> and your Nardwar aspirations. One day, one day we'll get there. <laughs>